Hello, everybody. Anybody who's out there listening to us, ladies, gentlemen, friends. Everything in between. Family, Mm -hmm. pets. Welcome back. Welcome back. To Behind the Red Light. Well, welcome back. See, Jim's taking my spot now. Welcome back to Behind the Red Light. I am Larry, your host. We have our subject matter expert Jim, who's just hanging out here. How are you doing this week? I'm doing. I'm doing great. You looked. You look like you, uh, you looked last week. Well, I, 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 <laughs> not, not much has changed. Although October is one of my favorite months of the year. Yeah, it is October now, and you really couldn't tell because, well, the, it would ruin the surprise. Yeah, absolutely. It? Yeah. No, we we but having a good time. Having a good time. Very very busy this month. But. Mm. Yeah, having a good time. It is a very, very busy month, uh, October. Lots of lots of things going on. Yes, a lot of buffoonery and nonsense and brouhaha outside of this that you and I are involved with. Yes, and playing dress up and yes. and, and lots of fun things going on uh, in the month of October. Mm-hmm. But before we get started, we should let you know we do not endorse. No, we do not encourage. No, promote, promote, advertise. Mm-mm. What other words? We do. We, we are not a shill for the brothel system. Yes, basically, we are not shilling for the brothel we system. We do not work for them. We are not hired by them. Anything of the sort. We are. Uh, we are simply here for entertainment person uh, purposes, educational purposes, historical purposes. But uh, that's that. And we just needed two guys to sit around and talk about something interesting. Yeah. And here it is. And, and here we are. Yeah, you're going to get your frank discussion of uh, the Nevada brothel system today, as yeah. as promised. But when we were looking at it, and we decided that we wanted to step back a little bit from the the activities that happen, yes. there is one very very important person in the brothel system that, yeah. from what I understand. Well, what you're going to help us all understand is uh, they're the the swinging door. They're the the grease that makes the machine works. They're the the key turner. They're uh, yes, uh, I would say the the grounding force. They are the force and probably the general or captain of the team. Yes, yeah, very much so. And today we are going to talk about the madam. Yes, yes. So, Jim, mm-hmm. entertain us with your stories of madamness. <laughs> Well, first of all, let me start by saying that um, the madam is the woman of the house. She is the general manager, basically, of the brothel, uh, to put a to put a, a more corporate term on it. But her and, and a lot of them are called general managers today or hired as general managers, though their title is madam. Uh, and what the madam does is she runs the house. She runs the girls. She is responsible for hiring and firing them. She's responsible for overseeing them. She is responsible for all the activity on the front end of the house and what goes on. She also oftentimes is responsible for the employees on the back end of the house. So everything from the um, um, the cleaning people to security people to the people working in the office that are handling the paychecks and all that sort of thing, depending on the house, it determines how much of that is her responsibility as well. Bottom line is the madam is the outside of the owner. She is the uh, the the uh, uh, the head person in charge, if you will, and that is her job and that's her responsibility. But I will tell you that outside of what is stated in her in her job description. There is a lot more that goes into being a madam. 
and especially in being a good one. And madams that have been known over the years, and when I say known over the years, I mean that people that have frequented brothels or, or at least just have even a knowledge of them, an advanced knowledge of them, they know who these women are or were because they were that integral to the house, either historically or still are in terms of their operation. Uh, an example of that would be Madame Suzette, who um, for years was Dennis Hoff's uh, right-hand woman. She was, she is the mad, she was and is the madam of the Bunny Ranch, and um, ultimately was the individual that inherited his brothels after he died, and she now and now she now runs and owns them. Uh, but Suzette is uh, very, very well known. She was on television with Dennis over the years, uh, part of the show Cat House. Um, and in that you saw some of the other things that madams often do, which is they tend to be a, a parental figure in a lot of ways for a lot of these wayward women that, that will show up because for every well adjusted person that becomes part of the sex industry, there are those that would fit a mold that you would expect them to fit, which is that they come from a past that is, uh, what, uh, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. They didn't exactly have a good childhood. Let's just put it that no, way. And, and let's be, yeah. let's be as frank as possible. Some yeah. people that go into this industry are damaged. Yes, very much. I so. mean, there are damaged people in every industry that you look at yeah. army damaged people, uh, which I know from, from experience, barbers, damaged people, any industry, any sure. industry has its damaged. people. However, where where it gets to a concern, and I think a you more so than me in the barbering world, you in having been in the military will understand what I'm about to say. There is a blatant framework for a damaged person. Yes. And and what I was going to say is that in certain industries, it, it can be a problem. And yes. so as a result, the people that are frontline management in your time in the service, it would have been that sergeant, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's the drill sergeant or whomever. In the brothel system, it would be the madam or the shift managers that work under her that ultimately are going to see the problems first and, and have to deal with them and have to deal with the individual. The system isn't designed to fix that person in either of these scenarios. Right. So it then falls to that first line management so to speak to to say to themselves oh boy we've 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 got a you know we've got one here okay let's start there that that because i have a series of questions involving madams and mm -hmm. and whatnot but let's let's start there so you're a madam of the house we'll call you oh, uh, i'm a mr madam you're, 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 you're a mr madam <laughs> yeah uh jim jamie whoever however, i don't know if that's ever been done before actually what having there be a mr madam having a man as a madam i don't know that the, i don't know how well that would work probably not well because you're not equipped with the same equipment as, uh, yeah. as the ladies of the house yeah but okay in a theoretical world mm -hmm. uh you're you're an owner mm -hmm. uh, uh, of a brothel yeah and you need to hire on a madam yeah who are you hiring on Oh boy, me personally? Yeah. It, it, if what it kind would... of madam would you be looking okay, for? Okay, so let's go in this scenario. I have won the Powerball lottery. I went out, I purchased a house in Nevada. I want a madam. You're living your dream, baby. Yeah, I, I want a madam. The The first person I'm calling is Lorraine Harper. She was the, uh, the madam at Sherry's Ranch for about seven years. I know Lorraine really well. 
Uh, Lorraine's published a book on her time as a madam. And the reason I would I would immediately try to hire Lorraine, although she is very happily retired, and I'm sure she would say, go to hell, I'm not coming back to that. But, <laughs> but um, you would do it so nicely. Right, maybe, who knows? I might, <laughs> might be able to say, come on, buddy, <laughs> give me a couple of years at least. <laughs> but um, no, the reason I would go to her is because her, her history outside of her time in the brothels was she uh, was a casino host for years. Uh, you know, so her customer service is next to none. She's fantastic, and she did a wonderful job with Sherry's and getting them off the ground and everything else. I would hire her in an absolute in a, in a New York minute. Okay, so uh, so would... if that's if that's in my personal world, the person I know, that's who I'd hire. If you're asking in general now, you know what features am I looking for in a person? Yeah, get uh, the the framework. I am going to be looking for somebody who has some sort of background, either dealing with very very high end customers. Uh, in a high-end field or has worked in the hospitality industry, preferably a combination of the two. Because that individual is going to be able to work very, very well on their toes to come up with solutions to problems that may arise. Or, you know, uh, the house gets a call. There's a very, very high-end customer that wants to come in who's a very, very famous rock star but he cannot be seen. This is a scenario that every brothel has dealt with. How do you bring him through the back door? So how do you get him in? How do you get him serviced? How do you get him out without any customer seeing them? The girls can't talk. The girls are going to have to sign an NDA. You know, all this stuff that comes with that. She's going to have to be able to, the madam is going to have to be able to coordinate that. So what you don't want is you don't want someone that's coming into this with no idea of how to handle a situation like that. They need to be somebody who has a background in something like that or has, at the very least, worked with high-end talent or, or high-end customers that can resolve that type of issue or whatever. So that's that's the primary thing you look for. The second thing you look for is somebody that has a, a really strong personality. You want someone who is, I think... You want someone who's been a mom or is a mom because they're going to have experience dealing with children. And as weird as that sounds, again, as I said, some of the people that arrive broken are more childlike than you might imagine. And so I would I would want them to have that type of personality that they're able to deal with that sort of thing. Um, and um, I oftentimes think the older they are, the better. Because young women compete with young women. If she is somebody that is not in competition with them, she's older. It just, it tends to work better. They look at her as a mother figure or as a grandmother figure. And there's less, there's oftentimes less conflict as a result of that. So those are the types of things I would look for. Okay. So a uh, new hire comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I I don't know the hiring process. Generally speaking, I mean, do you do you send out an application like a want ad for this? I no, mean, they don't have to. I didn't think I, so. I will tell you, especially in in the especially in the OnlyFans era, um, the number of women applying to work at these places is well above the number that the industry can handle. So what they are looking for is. 
they're looking for diversity oftentimes on their roster of women. So for instance, if they're light on, you know, if they have, if I have 50 women that I'm rotating in and out and 40 of them are white and three of them are Mexican or Latin in some way. And I've only got a couple black girls, you know, at that point you might be looking at it saying, I need, I need more color on my roster or, well, my last Asian left, I need an Asian girl, that type of thing. You know, they're, they're, they may give preferential treatment in that type of situation because their roster is, is light, a certain type in one way or another. They're looking for a variance in body types because not every guy is into the same thing. They, some girls are going to be more voluptuous. Some girls are going to be very small, uh, you know, very petite, the, the whole they they want they want as much variety as possible. So the madam is setting up the variety for the house. Absolutely, she's she has to keep that. If she's good at her job, she's keeping that in mind. She's also keeping in mind what customers are asking for when they call. She's keeping that in mind because she's saying to herself, if all of a sudden, you know, just as an example, for instance, let's say a popular television show comes on the air. Okay. And the, the the female lead on the show looks a certain way as a certain type. And all of a sudden... You're getting phone calls. All of a sudden, she becomes the current woman du jour that men are obsessed with in media. She becomes the fad. So to speak. And I, I, I hate to call... Uh, again, this is a, a, a fictitious woman we're talking about. Yes. But this fictitious woman is now the fad, the flavor of the month. Yes. I yes. don't know how else to put it. Very much. And in, in their time, the type of women I'm talking about would have been somebody like Daisy Duke. The right. character came on. Everyone wanted a girl in the short, shorts and the blah, 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 blah. Or Pamela Anderson. Absolutely. Uh, what was the chick that was on uh, uh, the, 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 the Game of Thrones? You know, that kind of thing. If you have something that's very, very popular at that time, and you have a girl that applies where you're looking at her saying, my God, that's a dead ringer. You're hiring her in a hot minute because you know that that's going to that's gonna draw money. Well, yeah, you know? and, and again, like you brought up before, the house gets half and mm-hmm. the girl gets half. They yeah. split it down. So it, yes, so it, it's very you – know, it behooves the house to be very careful about who they're hiring and putting there because they want to they generate as much money as possible. Personality is a big deal. If the girl is gorgeous – but she's a bitch. This ain't gonna work. It's just it, it's just not gonna work. Because you know, she's gonna start making demands and expecting certain things, and or, it's or, up to the madam to find these things out. Or well, no, more so that if she's not gonna be, I mean, if she can't even come in and have a nice, polite conversation in a job interview or whatever, this girl's not gonna work well with men. You know, if, if, you know, and the madam's got to be able to, and that's again why you want the madam to be experienced, you know, because she needs to know what it is to talk to a man. She needs to know what it is, you know. And if she's older, she's got that experience where, again, she's not any longer trying to compete with other women. She has since she's reached this age where she understands men a lot more and can say, "This chick right here is too dumb for her own good. There's no way she's going to make any money here." Well, what, you know. What, what you also said is like there's a skill and a craft to what she. She's doing. She's yeah. looking for a a woman who has that personality or those personality traits where they can sit down and negotiate a deal mm-hmm. for either as much money as they possibly can or for a respectable amount of money. But also she has to look for somebody who then is humble enough. Because look, it's not every day that a guy comes in who can drop ten grand. 
it's not every guy comes in that can drop two grand. Mm -hmm. You know, usually anywhere between five hundred and a thousand dollars is going to be where that where the average guy is going to be in terms of what he can spend. If she's there, if during that conversation and she's saying, you know, this is what we normally bring in or whatever, and this girl is saying, well, I'm not taking less than this. And that madam's running numbers in her head, and she knows what the average parties have been for the last six, eight months. Because, of course, it fluctuates depending on economy, etc., etc. If she knows this, she's saying to herself, all right, I've got a girl that thinks she's plat what would they call platinum pussy here. This isn't, <laughs> isn't going to work, you know, because you can't have too many of those girls in the roster at one time or you're in trouble. You need to have enough girls that are able to handle the guys and are willing to handle the guys. You know, some girls have the attitude that if it comes in the door and I can make money and it's no skin off my nose, I'm going to take the money. You know, if it's a basic party or whatever, fine, whatever. You know, they'll take that. They'll take three or four of those five hundred dollar parties. You know, where that other girl is saying, "No, no, if it's less than five grand, I'm not taking it." Now, who made more money that day? The girl that made nothing, or the girl that you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, and and, and every girl has her own frame of mind, and well, how she's going to do that. You're also you hoping know? that somebody walks in there because I don't know how many guys are walking in a night that's got ten grand in their pocket. Uh, not many. I. Mean, that's just it. Because that's just. That, that, that's a game of odds at that point. And it's like, yeah, hopefully that guy with 10 grand walks in. If not, I'm sitting here in this room all by myself. Now, don't get me wrong. There are those girls who are that good that they command that type of money. Oh, I'm not saying there's not. And They're probably when, a feature. And when they book in, they book in for appointments only. And they have enough of a returning customer base that they can command those numbers and come in and book solid the entire week that they're there or two weeks, leave with a ton of money in their pocket. And of course the house doesn't give a damn. They're making their money well, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, again, but those what I'm appointments, is, those appointments need to be set up by the man or by the right, madam. Right. And not only, or, 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 or her staff. Uh, but the, uh, the other part of that is that for every girl like that, not every girl is going to command that kind of money. They're not, you know, the, the girl that I'm thinking of that does that. I, I mean, my goodness, she's, she having had conversations with her she's special she's very very special and she's very very different and she's able to command that type of money because of who she is not just to look at her but her personality uh and everything and all that 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 adds up to it um so there you go i mean it's it it, it takes it takes a lot in order to command big money in that business okay so uh, the madam understands which uh, new girl comes in, understands it, it gives her the blessing, finds mm -hmm. out that she didn't come from a broken home. She's looking to make some money. Well, it, it doesn't really. I mean, what her background is is not so much material as to how it how it presents in her current life. Okay, you know. But new hire, presentable, mm -hmm. wonderful. Let's bring her in. Let's bring her in. They bring. She brings. She's, her there's going to be an orientation, at which point the madam is going to place her with a big sister if you will. Somebody who has experience in the system. You got it. And that person's going to help them through learning to do the uh, physical inspections, um, to help learn how to negotiate, all that sort of thing. That's what the big sister is for. Uh, in those early stages, you know, for that first party or two, they might even sit in on the negotiation. Well, you would consider new hire not familiar with the territory you could either be really highballing yourself or really lowballing yourself depending on what the correct. situation is correct and that's where you know having the the buddy system helps although some of the women don't necessarily come in with no experience 
Some of them may come from the illegal side of prostitution, but they were never caught or anything like that. They don't have a police record, so they're you know they're able to work at the houses or whatever. Uh, again, you know, in those instances, they don't they're not coming in blind, so to speak, um, or they've worked in the adult industry in other places because certainly in porn, although it's a it's a different type of the adult industry, the same type of thing exists in terms of this is what I get to do this. You know, quoting a price, so to speak. And we will we will go down that uh, that road eventually. Yeah. But seeing as how we're okay, so the party's booked. New hire gets her money. What she get? What the client just handed her a thousand dollars. What does she, she do with that cash in hand? She walks out to the office. They've been listening in on the negotiation. She gives the office the money. The office there's a recording process that goes on in terms of recording the money coming in. She marks it down in a system. Everybody initials it so that it's on the up and up that, yes, I gave them $1,000. Yes, they checked $1,000 in, right? So she goes is it back, the madam who gets the money? or Not necessarily. So it goes to the office. It, it, could, it could be, again, it could be one of the office girls or whatever. How directly the, involved the madam is in that process would greatly depend on how the size of the house primarily. Usually the, the houses are big enough that the madam does not handle that directly. Okay. That there's somebody that's doing that part of it. But the madam will then oversee the numbers. She's going to see what's going on and everything else and sign off on, you know, once that's then goes through the process and is paid out in a check. No, what, you know. what are the hours of a, uh, of a brothel? Are they 24-7? They're 24-7. Okay. So typically. So day of business, like let, let, 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. Because you got to close out the numbers. So from the usually, day what they a, a lot of houses work on shifts, meaning that if they've got twenty four girls in the house, twelve will be on shift from say noon to midnight, and the other twelve will be on shift from midnight to noon. You know, just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm giving you just nice yeah. round numbers here. Um, and the madam might be available. She might be there for an eight to ten hour day, you know, uh, and has probably has two days off at some point, maybe the weekend or whatever, but. She's also on call. If if you know that madam is not there, you know, certain Saturday is normally her day off. But again, you know, XYZ band is coming in that she's got to handle. Believe me, she's going to be there for that. Yeah. You know, so if she's got a high uh, a high caliber client coming in the door, correct? She's going to be there to meet him, shake correct. his hand. Does she initiate the lineup as you were talking about before? She could. She could, again, especially in the case of a high-end client, she probably does because that lineup's probably taking place at another place in the house that's not the normal spot for it because that would be way too public. So it might be in a back room somewhere where normally a customer wouldn't be, uh, perhaps like in the, in the chow hall, if you will, or whatever, where they may have the girls line up in there to avoid that, that client being seen by another customer. Um, you know, but under normal circumstances, it's probably the shift manager doing the lineup. You know, again, the, the madam has people that work for her. Okay. So she doesn't necessarily do a lot of the hands on when she's, when she's hands on with a customer, it's usually because it's a high end customer because it's a group that has come in, uh, that, that something needed to be set up for. Uh, sometimes there are parties that happen at the brothel, not the parties as in what happens in the back rooms, but there's a group of people coming. I remember Lorraine telling me about uh, the Red Hat ladies. You know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know who the Red Hat ladies are. The Red Hat ladies that are local in that area, and I don't know if they still do this, but for years, I think it was once a month, they met at Sherry's for, for lunch. 
Well, okay. And, and that and that that was just fun. lunch. Yeah, and the and you know uh, Lorraine was responsible for you know making that happen and that kind of thing. Might have been a show support for the women. It, it, that's what it turned into. You it know. really did turn into that where the girls really, really liked the fact that, that these older women were around and were supporting them. And, and were not looking down their noses at them, correct. but saw them as equals. Correct. Um, sometimes, you know, and other things the madam might be responsible for if there are changes to the property that need to be made or whatever. She's oftentimes negotiating. She might be negotiating those deals to get something built, to get something done, to get, to, you know, she, she could be handling that depending on how the house is run. The limits the limits to what she is doing at that house are <laughs> could be any number of things based on what the owners want her doing uh, or owner, whether it's a single owner or a company that owns it or whatever. So how did you get to meet the madam? Were you just sitting at the bar and she came over and sat down next to you to talk or? Well, uh, when I first got into this, um, I was speaking on message boards prior to going out that were very, very popular at the time in the brothel business. They're not so much anymore. Social media has pretty much taken over that kind of thing. But at the time, that's how people organized and that sort of thing and saw reviews of girls and, you know, that kind of thing. And um, so my first trip, there was going to be a number of us that were meeting up that we had met online. And some of those guys I'm still friends with to this day. Uh, and because there was a group of 10 of us that were going to be showing up, the madam made it her... Well, and one of the guys lived out there at the time, I should say, and mentioned that we were going to be there on such a night. And that's all Lorraine needed to hear. I got a group of 10 guys showing up. I'm going to make sure that I'm available to them. And they're going to have know? a good time. And... Yeah. And that's ultimately how I met her. And and as a result of being there for a week, you know, I had a chance to talk with her. She was from the East Coast. We had stuff in common. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked. And then just over the years... You know, every time I went out, Lorraine, how are you? And she was all, she always remembered me. She always remembered, she knew, you know, she knew, again, that was her background. And customer support. Uh, yeah, she knew what she was doing. She knew how to, uh, she knew to ask, how's the movie going? Or how's whatever I'm working on going, you know? And yeah, she knew. And she was, um, she was very, very good at her job. And when she and Sherry's had a falling out, of sorts and and she left the business i stayed in touch with her um and uh you know and i, and I have continued to do so and she's uh she's a really really she's a really cool person you know she went on to uh um start up a um symphony animal foundation which uh was a uh and still is i think uh you know they would rescue it was an animal rescue and everything she she loves animals she she is um She's always has these these beautiful dogs, the uh, German Shepherd or not German Shepherds. A uh, the heck is the really big dog? Uh, um, Doberman? No, no, bigger than that. Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. That's, that's what I was oh, thinking of. Well. She she usually has a couple of Saint Bernards that uh, yeah, and, and they're they're her they're her the loves of her life. So she's yeah, she's quite a lady. She's she's really something. Well, there you go, folks. If you want to become a madam, uh, first and foremost. Uh, you should probably be a woman. That would help. It, it helps. Um, <laughs> and and the reason that and the reason that the the madams are always women is because they can't be negatively influenced by the by the girls. This is true. If you have a guy there, you know he's got a penis. Yeah, that's a problem. Mm. You know, and and I don't care where that is in the sex industry. Even even in strip clubs, those guys can be manipulated. 
And as somebody who has managed a strip club, I can tell you the girls will try. But the very moment one of them gets you, you've lost all respect with all of them, which is why I never touched any of them. But, uh, yeah, that's 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 part of it. And so. Yeah, I guess the next uh, the next block of shows we're going to go over is uh, other lives in the sex industry. We could, or, yeah. Or we don't really know what the next topic's going to be. Who we knows? haven't got. But you know, here's the thing: if you have an idea, oh yes, yes. You know what, Jim? I think you do know where they could go if they yes, have an idea. If they had an idea, or if they had a question, he got really excited. Yes, they could join us on social media. Just go to Facebook, look up behind the red light, like our page. And then from there, you could send us a message. Ask whatever question you like. Have show suggestions. You could send them off there. We'll be more than happy to uh, to look over that kind of stuff. And I'll guarantee you, we will not share your information with anybody. Not one soul. No one will know that you messaged us. No one will know that you've asked a question. We will not uh, out anybody. No one will be outed on this show. But if you're still concerned about, uh, you know, anonymity or whatever, that's not the only way to contact us, is it, Larry? No, because we have a way more discreet way for these people not to be seen if they want to ask us a question mm -hmm. and don't want to be affiliated. Absolutely. Because, you know, in Messenger, your name shows up in the Messenger Sure, sure, sure. But an email, mm -hmm. all it is is an email address, and we can't give away email addresses. Well, no. So we have made it real easy for you. If you go to Behind the Red Light, mm -hmm. 70 at gmail.com again that's behind the red light at 70 or behind the red light 702 there you go at gmail.com you can ask us anything you want to make a comment do whatever you want to and it can be done discreetly Absolutely. we will not tell anybody your name we won't tell anybody your email address you could give us suggestions and you can do it all anonymously and discreetly just in case, you know, somebody is listening to this show or you feel a little embarrassed, we're not here to embarrass or nope. bury anybody. We're not here to be out anybody. That is not what we do here. Uh, and, you know, and folks, if you happen to be in the uh, New Jersey area for Exotica over the next, uh, which is coming up here in just a couple of weeks, I believe, from the time this will air, uh, I will be there along with a friend of mine. Uh, and not I, me. No, no, you won't be there. You'll be busy with your with your beautiful wife. Yes. Uh, because I do not have a beautiful wife. I will be there fornicating and doing all sorts of uh, uh, wonderful things. Uh, but you never know how we all have that one friend that <laughs> goes and does things that you can't do. Yeah, you know, our, our, our a mutual friend of ours isn't going to be there either, which no. means I'm going to continue to make fun of him for missing it. Yeah. But um, that's his own fault for saying he was going to go and then didn't. Absolutely, yeah, for chickening out. Exactly. So in any case, if you happen to be there. In Dirty Jersey, for Exotica, and you see me there passing out things for Behind the Red Light, and you're a fan or a listener, by all means, come introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. Yes, please say hi. Bother Jim, not me. There you go. I, I don't even know what else to say I, about that. I don't that. have nowhere to go with that one But either. you know, that's. I think we've reached the end of our show, Larry. Oh, do you, Jim? I think we have. Did not know you were the person in charge of ending the show. Well, I'm not, except that you keep complaining that we don't end our shows well. So <laughs> we, I thought I would put a, an exclamation point on we it. We do not. So we figured that we would be violently yelling at each other, telling <laughs> you the show's going to end. <laughs> Let's do this in the most verbose way possible. Sure. Friends, thank you for stopping by with us, and we'll, we will be back next week with more uh, Behind the Red Light. Everyone take care. Yeah, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Have a good day, everybody.